Hello and welcome to the Higher Mind Podcast. My name is Celeste and I'll be your host and I created this podcast to help enhance the human experience through understanding the human mind. Your mind controls everything that you do. So doesn't it make sense to enhance that little bad boy? Well, that's what this space is designed to do. So sit back, relax and welcome to your higher mind. Hello guys and welcome to the Higher Mind Podcast. Oh my golly gosh, I cannot believe that I'm actually doing this and I'm actually launching this and it's actually live and all the crazy things. Um, But this is like the first episode, I guess. And um, yeah, as you guys can probably hear from the start, it ain't gonna be very professional from the start. (laughs) But I wanted to be honest with you guys from the get-go and kind of dive in and tell you guys why I started this, where this all came from, why am I doing this? Um, and yeah, what's actually going on over here. So to be truthfully honest, this isn't actually the first episode. I have pre-recorded so many because I'm the type of person, I don't know if you guys have this trait, but I'm like one of those overthinking, over-perfectionistic kind of people. And if something's not perfect, I'm like, oh my God, I got to fix it. I got to like, I can't post it. I can't let people see it if it's not perfect. And I've noticed how like detrimental this trait is because for me, as of like a creative person, for many years, I've created so many cool things and I've just never shared it with the world. And I have like massive amounts of like just files and things of me talking about really cool stuff that I've learned in the past. And I just don't share it because I get so like, I overthink it so much. And so, same with like these kind of things. When I talk about certain topics, which I will be in this podcast, I go into like some controversial stuff and I always freak out and think, oh my God, like what if people don't really understand it and read into it the wrong way? But then I realize that, you know what, that is completely out of my control. And I dive into that as well in one of the episodes where it's like, it's not my control or it's none of my business what people think of me and what they respond to the things that I create. But I have really been battling this like over-perfectionistic kind of trait Um, And it wasn't until I kind of had this realization of taking myself out of my own brain and thinking, you know, in terms of someone else. And it kind of happened when I realized how, because I've I've been doing a lot of self-development throughout my life and read a lot of books, a lot of audiobooks, a lot of podcasts. And I noticed in my life when I'm feeling super, super down and I whip out a podcast or listen to an audiobook or, you know, just hear some quote or something, and it can completely shift my mind. Like, one thing that I'm totally mind boggling me right now is the fact that, like, I'm just sitting here in my room talking and making these little sounds with my voice in my mouth. And there has some meaning behind it that someone that I've never met or never know of is sitting there, and it could be you right now, listening to this and whatever it is that I'm talking about is going to affect the way that your brain will think. And it's just so interesting to me. Like every conversation that you have with someone will affect the way that you perceive the world. And I find that so fascinating. In case you guys haven't noticed, I love the human mind and I'm a psychology student. I should probably have introduced myself properly before I just went all in. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a psychology student. Um, I live in Australia. I 
am a meditation and yoga teacher. I traveled to India and studied yoga meditation for about six months, lived with the um, yogis and went into the caves and saw how they do all that. It was really, really interesting. I did an intensive meditation. Um, I did Vipassana. I'm sure you guys have um, heard of that. If not, definitely look into it. It is so cool. But I've done all these crazy like things and, and I spent a lot of my life just traveling the world and um, yeah, just doing like crazy things, which I will dive into another episode of like my life and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I've, I basically have done all these things and it's just fascinated me about the human mind. And I think the reason why I decided like, okay, it is really time for me to do this podcast is because it is something that I have not been able to stop thinking about for like the last three years. And it's just been very, very like at me, you know, it's in the back of my head all the time. Every day when I'm studying and I'm learning something, the first thing I think about is, oh my God, I should make a podcast about this. Or, oh my God, I should make a video about this because it's like that innate nature that we have that if something amazing happens in our life, or even if something bad happens in our life, the first thing we want to do is share it with someone. And that's kind of what I do with my friends. You know, I, um, when I'm with my friends or my cousin, even like we'll have these conversations and I'll talk to them and they always will tell me like, oh my God, you should like tell other people this, like I never knew about this and they would learn all these new things. And it just kind of baffled me because obviously if I'm studying psychology, I'm learning all these things, but to me, it just seems normal because I'm learning it. But then I forget that other people would really value that information and it would make a massive difference to them. And you don't really realize it until someone tells you that. And I was actually with my friend just last night and she was like, hey, you know what? You have so much knowledge that you need to share. And it wasn't until she like said it to me that I realized like, what am I doing? Like, this is selfish, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm not saying that like, I know all this stuff, but I just think that if you are someone who has a certain expertise or something that you're learning or something that you're interested in, to share it with someone can make such a big difference, especially right now in this time where definitely like I feel like every single human being on the planet is affected by what's going on for the first time in history um and yeah we have a lot of spare time at home so obviously that's giving me no excuse not to do it so I just decided you know what I've done all these podcasts in the past where I've filmed them and I've recorded them and whenever I'm down it sounds really weird you guys are gonna be like this girl is on crack <laughs> but Whenever I'm really down, I will listen to them and I listen back to the, some of the stuff that I say and it would just kind of like soothe me and calm me down because I talk about things like comparison and stress and um, anxiety and, you know, even just understanding yourself and finding what you love and all these kind of topics that I think we all think about, but we generally don't really talk to other people about. And I just wanted to create that space where some people, if they're feeling down or even if they're feeling happy, could just pick up and listen to and yeah, just try to understand the human mind a little bit because I just think it's a tool that's like super untapped. So that is kind of the vague reason why I'm starting this podcast. Now to give you guys a lowdown, I am very all over the place. So as you guys kind of picked up from my life up until this point, I have just, I'm the type of person who I'm just super scattered. Like I am not a very humdrum kind of like organized, um, wake up every day, do a nine to five structured kind of person, which a lot of people are. And I find that great. I find it super grounding, those kind of people, but I'm not that type of person. Like I'm someone who thrives on change. So 
expect a lot of rambling in this podcast. They're not going to be very structured. They're kind of just going to be me chatting it out. And usually what I would do is I'll get like random epiphanies and I'll be like, whoa, this is amazing. And I'll just like speak it out into a mic. Um, and a lot of the time I feel like it's my unconscious that's just like rambling out. Some of you guys might have had this experience. Um, and that is kind of the high mind that I want to allow people to access. So when you do a lot of meditation, a lot of the times you have access to this high mind, which is like this inner voice, I guess you could call your intuition or whatever it might be, unconscious, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's kind of like that reasoning voice that always knows what to do and it's guiding you through life. Um, and that's kind of where a lot of my talks will come from. Otherwise, it will be my study in university um, whenever I'm doing a lecture or something and I'll learn about like comparison theory or I'll learn about, you know, social something in social psych that's really interesting to me um, or cognitive dissonance or something like that. And something will just spark in me and I'll be like, whoa, that's really interesting. And then I'll just whip it out and I'll do a podcast about it. <laughs> so they're not structured. They're not scripted. It's just me having a chat to you guys. And um, yeah, I'd really love to just create this kind of like community. So yeah, that's kind of the intro to what I'm doing. Um, now to give you guys a little background of my life, um, I mean, it's not that interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of wild and wacky. Like I, um, basically, I don't know if I should go all the way in and tell you guys the whole story in this podcast. I mean, I may as well. It's the first one. Let's dive in. <laughs> Let me tell you guys a little bit about what I've been doing throughout my life, um, and what's been going on up until this point. So I was basically born in South Africa. I have two brothers, an older one and a younger one. I'm the classic middle child. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> um, I've got two parents still together, still married. Um, and my family's just kind of been really tight because we have been through a lot. So anyone who's lived in South Africa, you guys would kind of understand. It's not exactly the most paradise type of country you'd be living in. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of just crazy stuff that goes on there. But um, I'm very grateful that I was born there because it's given me so many different like perceptions of life and it's helped to really balance me out a lot. And it's helped me to be super, super grateful for the life that I have now. Like even the tiniest things I definitely don't take for granted. Um, but yeah, so we moved here when I was about 10 years old and the movement here I found extremely difficult. So I was very like, I felt super alienated when I came here and I'm sure anyone who has moved from a certain country can agree. It is so difficult to like move, especially when you're a kid and you're in that kind of weird phase where you're trying to figure out like who you are as a person and you're trying to like make friends and you know you just feel so alone and isolated first thing guys I would say is if you have anyone in your life who has moved here or who's like immigrated please be kind to those people because it is a very difficult thing to do um I, I think we sometimes forget that how difficult it is to kind of settle into a new place but anyway came here, came to Australia. Um, and then, you know, we were brought up here. I loved it. I loved Australia. I made a lot of friends, um, throughout my life and high school was great. I finished high school and I had no idea what to do with my life. I was literally just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? And I've always been into like film and TV and, um, creating and art and all that kind of stuff. So I started to study, I went straight to uni out of school the first year. 
And I did a degree in um, creative industries, I'm pretty sure, where I did like film and TV and it was super interesting and I loved it. But all I remember was they always said to me like, you know, don't rely on this if you want to have money. And they always said like, you know, it's going to be super hard to become successful in this. You don't really need a uni degree for this and all this kind of stuff the lecturers were telling me. And I was like, why am I doing a degree in something that even the lecturers are telling me I don't need a degree for? So I was like, okay let's just tap out. So I basically, after one year of studying that, um, I dropped out and I started traveling. I went to America for the first time by myself. And I I was thinking I was like 18 at this point. And I went to America and did a summer camp and it was, wow, that was my first taste of traveling. And it was incredible. Oh my God. I was just like, this is crazy. And it was really kind of scary going overseas by myself, but it really opened me up to like a whole new world of freedom. And I was like, hang on, you don't just have to go to school or university. You can just travel and work like what? So I basically did that for that whole year. I was just working and traveling. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I kind of should get my life together. And so I went back to uni and started studying primary school teaching. So I did that for a year. Um, And again, the same thing happened. I just remember that a lot of the... People were saying that, um, you know, when you're a teacher, you do, there's not much room for creativity, which is what I thought teaching would be all about because I love teaching. I love sharing ideas and things like that. But they said that, you know, it's just the curriculum and you're basically just someone who is, you know, going through the curriculum. And I don't know why, but I just kind of got this idea of, of like being stuck in a classroom and I just freaked out and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. And I think one of the things that really got me was they said that they might get rid of HPE, which is like health and fitness and replace it with more like maths or something. And I just remember saying, uh, heck no, I do not want to do that. So I dropped out of teaching again. (laughs) So at this point, I think you guys can pretty much tell, like, I'm not your standard, like get something done kind of person. And I used to think that that was a really bad thing that I, you know, jump from one thing to the other. But as you keep going on this podcast, you'll understand that there is no good or bad way of living your life. There's no right or wrong. And everything that you do has a very unique purpose and you don't always see it in the moment. You kind of see it when you look back on your life, which is kind of what I'm doing right now is looking back on my life. But at that time I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? Like I'm so unsuccessful, blah, blah, blah. And at this point I had my very first full-time job after I um, quit uni, I started a full-time job for the first time in my life. Just bear in mind, at this point, I had worked so many jobs. So I think at the age of 23, I had had 30 different jobs, probably more. And I used to do like five, there was one point where I was studying primary school education and I had five jobs at one time. Plus I studied full-time and I had a boyfriend and I had family and friends and I was trying to balance everything and it was crazy but I used to thrive on that kind of lifestyle of just having so many things going on at once Um, but I used to disappoint a lot of people because you can't spread yourself that thin it's just not possible to give someone and, and to give everyone your full quality time and so I burned a lot of um, friendships back then because I was just trying to do everything um, and it was just, yeah, it was a crazy time. Anyway, I, I decided like, okay, I don't want to work full time. I want to go traveling again. So I booked a um, trip around the world 
and this was in like 2015, I decided to go and travel the whole world. So I saved up all my money and I, yeah, I just left. I packed everything into a backpack and this was a big moment for me because I was like, whoa, am I actually going to do this? I'm going to leave everything behind and just like go and do this big travel trip all around the world. And it was a big moment for me because I always thought that traveling the world would be something that was only possible if you had like a career and you had a a lot of money and you were rich and you were wealthy and your whole life was figured out and it was something that you would only do if you were like retired. I never thought that I would do it at the age of like 22. It was just so like crazy to me. Anyway, um, I did it though. So I packed my bags and I went everywhere. So I went to America, I did another summer camp. I then went to Europe um, and then after Europe, I went to India and the whole trip was kind of just like, I wasn't planned and nothing was really planned. I just knew that like, I wanted to go to each of those continents and everything else kind of fell into place. Like I met people in America and then I stayed with them in Europe. And then I had like all these couch surfing and free accommodation. And I did the whole trip with under, I think it was under five grand spending money. And I still to this day don't know how I did that. Like I just lived very cheap and it was just crazy. But I guess I wanted to share that just to kind of reiterate that anything in life is possible if you just decide. Because a lot of times I think what we do is we overthink things. And that's kind of what I do with this podcast or like things I want to create is I overthink it. And it isn't until you just rip off the bandaid and do it that you actually realize like, wow, this isn't as hard as I thought it would be. And when challenges come up and it's in your face, you are so much better at solving them than when you sit there and think about how will I solve this problem when it does arise one day. It's so much harder to do that in your brain than to actually do it in the physical world. It's crazy. Um, But that's kind of what I learned when I went traveling. I was like, I put myself in all these crazy situations. Like there was this one time where I just remember I missed my train and I was in Milan and I just like, oh, it was crazy. I had nowhere to go. Like the train stations closed and the Maccas and the Hungry Jacks, like all the fast food places closed. Like they don't have a place we can go. And so I was just like, where do I go? And there was no like hostels or hotels that I could just go to. So I literally, because I missed my train, it was the last train. The next one didn't come until five the next morning and the train station closed. They were like, you can't stay here. I was like, what? This is so crazy. I basically had to sit out on the street the whole night. And I was so petrified because it was like, I was like in Italy and I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like there's people around, like, I don't know what to do. I can't just fall asleep on the streets. And it was like, I felt like this weird homeless person. And I was like, wow, imagine this being your life, you know, and it's those moments where life throws you these curveballs where you just put yourself in someone else's shoes literally and you feel what their life is like that you actually fully for the first time understand them. And that's kind of what happened in that moment where I was like, wow, like this is actually petrifying. And I just remember sitting up all night and I was like walking around, I was like holding onto my big backpack and just waiting for the night to pass. And it was the longest, longest night because I was literally just like sitting there waiting. And every time someone walked towards me, I would just be so petrified. I was like, oh my God, I could die right now. Or this could just be some old lady that's just walking past. Who knows? Let's just wait until she gets towards me. (laughs) It was just so scary. But um, I made it through that night and it was a really, really painful night. But it was those experiences that just kind of made me realize how you know, you think about these things and you're like, wow, what would I do in that situation? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I can't even imagine that. But then when you do it, you're like, it's just a one 
one night, all nighter, stay awake. Yeah, it sucks. Not comfortable, but you get through it. And then it makes you and shapes you into such a different character because you have been through that experience. Like it was just, yeah, it was really, really interesting. And that was just one of many, 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 many similar experiences. There were so many nights where I was like, I could die right now. Um, but yeah, I think just having that faith that everything's going to be okay. And that kind of mindset just kind of got me through all those really weird times. But anyway, I, I traveled all around the world and, um, went to India. And when I was in India, I did a yoga teacher training course and a Vipassana, which is basically, Vipassana is like this 10 day silent meditation where you meditate for 11 hours a day for 10 days straight. So it's very intense and it's very hectic. And I remember my friend that I, I was had a friend at the time and she was the one who kind of encouraged me to do yoga because at this point I hated yoga. I was one of those like fitness people. I was all in like hit and weight training, which I still am, but I just thought yoga was like stretching and it was the biggest waste of time. But I was always curious about philosophy and the mind and I knew that yoga was really good like I read the philosophy um they usually tell you what you're going to learn in the course and I, I read the philosophy and meditation section and that just fascinated me so much because I was always interested in like ancient yoga and ancient Egypt and so I was like oh I'll go do it just for that just to learn a little bit so I literally became like a qualified yoga teacher just because I was interested in the philosophy of yoga <laughs> anyway so we did the Vipassana and that was the most life-changing experience of my whole entire life. I'm not going to go into that in this podcast because I feel like that is another day, another dollar. Like I could go so deep into Vipassana. But if you're into Vipassana and you're interested and you go and Google it and you're like, whoa, this sounds so crazy, definitely go and try it out. It's free. It's 10 days. It sounds hectic, but it will drastically change your life. It is the most incredible thing I've ever done. So I did that um, and then I did the yoga and the yoga was again another crazy experience where I learned so much about myself and went super deep into meditations. And anyway, after doing all these things, it just kind of shifted me so much as a human being. Like I was just like, whoa, it's like you've been exposed to this whole nother world and you just like, what is going on? And so after I did all of that traveling, I came back home and Coming back home was the most difficult thing I had ever done. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure you've heard of like post-travel depression where you have a big travel trip and you come home, you get depressed because you miss traveling. I had that times like 50,000. I remember coming home and I went into a massive black hole where I was just like crazy, crazy depressed because I was just like, oh my God, all I want to do is travel. All I want to do is you know, like I was, I was just so unsure of what I wanted to do with my life. Cause I was like, I don't want to go back to uni because that's what I always do. I don't want to go traveling. I don't have a job. And I basically just kind of sat at home and just felt sorry for myself for months. Um, and then I finally, you know, started working again and got a job and I was just kind of going through the motions for about half a year. Um, and then I decided, okay, you know what? I need to get my, myself back on track. And, um, my friend had told me about, this, the yoga place that we were at and they were doing a, um, scholarship and you could apply for it to do more yoga. So I was a 200 hour instructor and it was to become a 500 hour instructor. So you do another extra 300 hours. And so I applied for it and I got the scholarship. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to save and go back to India. <laughs> so that's basically what I did. Um, I went back to India and at this point I had met a girl in India who lived in Perth. And so I was like, oh, okay, well I'll go and visit her. Um, after I do the yoga 
training things. So I, I went to the yoga in India and then I kind of stayed there for another two more months and I was living with this Swami. So Swami is basically those people who wear the orange thing and they're like um, professional, I guess professional, <laughs> um, but they're just like meditators. That's all they do. And they teach meditation and they go out and live in the Himalayans, like out in the mountain. It's like those crazy people who live out in the snow and they wear like nothing but a little cloth. And they're like those insane meditator people. Um, I just found him and I started to live with him and he had this little dog, this puppy that we rescued. And we were like healing the little puppy and Every day he would always like tell me to come down to his studio and um, learn meditation techniques and he helped me break through a lot and I remember I had a lot of difficult times there emotionally and physically but he really, really helped me a lot and um, eventually he asked me to teach yoga for him so I started running classes in his like little ashram thing. Um, so I did that and then after that all happened I came back home no, I, I went to Perth. So then I flew from India to Perth and all I had was my backpack full of my Indian stuff. And I remember coming to Perth and I was just like, wow, this place is beautiful. And we lived near the beach. We lived in Fremantle. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move here. So I literally just stayed. I just never left. I didn't go back home. So home for me is Brisbane. That's where I live. That's where my family is. And I just never went home. I stayed there and it was so crazy. I just kind of like we lived in an ashram where we like kind of um, worked for money. So, I mean, not work for money, you work and you do like um, house chores and things like that. And then in return, you get accommodations. So we did that for a while until we could find like an actual job and um, move out and pay rent. And yes, yeah, so we did that for a little bit. And then I finally, you know, got a job and met all these crazy people, moved into this really crazy house it was called the unicorn palace and it was this like three-story house and we had a massive pool outside and it was just really interesting how everything kind of just fell into place um but yeah so I lived there for a while and it was one of those moments where I was like how did my life just like kind of fall into place like this and that's something I really want to dive into in one of the, um, the later podcasts is like how to create the life that you want and also being okay with your life constantly changing and how to deal with change, especially in this time right now, like the fact that we're living in this weird uncertainty and everyone had to kind of be forced into change right now, like how the whole world just came to a halt. And it's like, you know, just because one virus, every single person in this whole planet is affected in some way, shape or form and how to really like deal with that change. So that is another episode coming up and I will share that with you guys. But that was kind of basically what I have been training myself to do really while I was doing this traveling. And I didn't realize I was doing it. It was just, it just kind of happened um, because I just was like, I need to do something. I'm going to do this. And so change for me is like my comfort zone. Like I'm very... I feel very comfortable with unpredictability. I feel really comfortable with change and with the unknown, which is interesting because when I learn in psychology, statistics show that that is not normal. Um, normally people love the known. They love routine. They love certainty. They love comfort. They love to, to know what is going to happen every single day and have that predictability. Um, and we will do crazy things to make sure that everything is predictable and safe and certain um, but for me, I find that I'm quite the opposite to that in, in some aspects. Sometimes I do like to be comfortable, but a lot of aspects I like to have change and, and for things to be unpredictable. 
Um, and so for when things do change, and that's kind of what I learned in Vipassana is that detachment and how to detach your emotions and your reactions from external world and how to kind of learn how to react in a positive and productive way when something goes wrong in your life. Um, so I will be diving into that a lot in this podcast where I talk a lot about like how to balance yourself, how not to be stressed, how not to freak out when things go wrong, especially in this time right now. Like I know a lot of people um, are struggling right now because like we have to be in isolation, which goes completely against our natures as human beings. Like we are social creatures. That's innately something ingrained within us. And to force ourselves to be isolated is really, really scary. Um, And so yeah, just, just finding this time to kind of go deep. And that's kind of why I think now is a really good time for me to just like get my finger out of my butt and do this and actually share this because I think it's a time where we do have this space and time to sit and reflect and to go deep and to figure out like, okay, why am I here? What am I here to do? Like, why do I do the certain things? How can I you know, understand my mind a little bit better? How can I, you know, self-therapy in a way? Um, And yeah, just understand why we do the things we do. Um, And also just for some interest, like I love listening to podcasts where it's just interesting stuff and I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. And it just makes my mood so much better. Um, So that is kind of what I want to share in this podcast. Um, But anyway, going back to my story, I guess, um, I'm not still in Perth. I did move back to Brisbane. Um, I actually was in Brisbane, I mean, in Perth, and I was studying psychology at this time. And um, I got really sick and I had to come home because, I mean, I didn't really know at the time that I was sick. But, um, yeah, I felt really like something just randomly happened. Like I was super happy there and everything was great. And then one day I was just like, something's off and it just started happening. And I just felt into this like black hole again where I was just super down and I was like, what's going on? And I just couldn't be my normal self anymore. Um, And I have a video on my YouTube, which kind of goes a little bit deeper into what actually happened, but I was just super, super like freaking out and something just wasn't right. Like my mental state was uncontrollably crazy. I couldn't speak to people. I couldn't be around people. It was, yeah, it was really crazy. Don't want to get into it too much, but I basically decided to come home because I was like, okay, I'm not in a good space. I need to be with my family because I was just, yeah, not in a good headspace. And as I came home, I went to a doctor just for a general checkup and he actually found that I had a lump in my throat. And at this point I was like, okay, this is crazy. Cause I used to always think that, you know, like those serious diseases were something that doesn't really happen. And you know how you just have that thought, like you're like, ah, I'll never die of any of these diseases. Like cancer is just something people make up. But he basically said, you have a lump in your throat, go check it out. I checked it out and it ended up being um, thyroid cancer. And it was such a foreign thing to me at this time. Like I was just like, what is going on right now? And it was just like this big kind of moment. And anyone who's been through like a serious disease or like a serious life altering um, event like that will kind of understand that it really wakes you up and it makes you realize like what is and isn't important in your life. And at this point, I was just like, whoa, okay, this is this is happening. Um, I had to get surgery on it. So I had to remove one half of my thyroid. 
And I removed it and they were like, yep, it's cancerous. You're going to have to get the other side out, which means you won't have a thyroid for the rest of your life, which is really terrifying because your thyroid is actually what controls like your metabolism, your energy. Um, and for me, something I value more than like life itself is is health and fitness and health and wellness. And I really have had like a lot of body image issues throughout my life. And something that has always been important to me is like having a fit and beautiful, healthy body. And when I heard that and I was like, oh my God, does this mean that I'm just going to be fat and then I can never lose weight? Like, what does this mean? And it was just this like crazy moment where I was like, whoa, my whole life is about to change forever, no matter what I do. And I had this choice that they gave me and it was such a traumatic time because I did not know what to do. So the choice I basically had was I can either remove the other side um, and then that means I'm on medication for the rest of my life. I won't ever have a thyroid, which would affect everything. Um, and they also said that I might have to take like a um, – it was like a radioactive pill, which would like kill the cancer or something. Um, but then I w they said that I could also not have a kid anymore. Like I could never have a child. And that just kind of freaked me out as well. And I was like, wait, what? So that was the first option. And then the second option they gave me was you can keep the other half in, but then you have a higher risk of the cancer spreading and you still having cancer. And I was like, okay, so I'm either going to have cancer or I'm going to have no thyroid for the rest of my life. And I just freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. And um, they kept, you know, urging me to take it out and, and to take this this pill. And I don't know why I was just like, I don't want radiation in my body. That just sounded wrong. And I just had this massive, strong feeling inside me saying, do not remove it. Don't get rid of it. Like, that is absolutely crazy. But everyone else was like, because they were scared and they didn't know what to do. They were like, maybe just do what the doctors tell you. And this is something I just definitely want to put in here, guys. I know a lot of the times doctors, they do know more than us and they have got a lot of expertise, but your gut feeling is way more important than what a doctor says. If you have a strong gut feeling, go with that gut feeling, do research, go and get other people's opinions. I remember I went and saw heaps of different doctors um, to, to see what they said. And they all said different things. A lot of them did say to take it out. The other people said, no, don't. And I just thought, and I finally found this one doctor who was like, how about you just calm down, go get an MRI, go get some scans done and, you know, maybe just get some more tests before you just get it out. Like you don't need to get it out straight away. So just calm down and take your time. And that really helped me so much because for the first time I felt like a doctor actually listened to me instead of just saying oh, you've got this issue, one plus one equals two, go do this. And it was, it meant so much to me that that doctor did that. And then I saw, he referred me to another doctor who is like a specialist in, in endocrinology. And he did the same thing where he was like, I'm going to take your case and I'm going to present it to a panel of really well-esteemed doctors and we're all going to look at it. And that honestly, like I just cried from gratitude. I was like, how can someone be so kind hearted and so sweet and do this for me? Anyway, so they used me as a case study. Um, and he came back and said that the unanimous decision was to keep the other side. It's not high risk. You don't really need to take it out yet. Um, until it becomes like a threat, then you can take it out. And I was like, why has no one said this to me? Like, why has it taken so long? This has been like, this was months and months after I was supposed to have the surgery, by the way. Um, and I was like, why has it taken it so long for someone to say this? Um, anyway, I was just really grateful. And so I still have my other half in, I didn't take it out. 
I do still have to take medication though. Um, and it's all like kind of natural medication, which I'm very grateful that I have access to. But, um, yeah, that was just one events in my life that was just really interesting to me how sometimes decisions in your life are so difficult when they're like massive decisions like that and how important it is to not freak out never make a decision when you when you're when you're in that state of freaking out because it can have detrimental effects that are lifelong Um, and I always remember my friend once told me this that he had these stomach pains for a really long time and he really struggled with food and he always get had like a sore tummy after he ate And he went and saw a doctor and the doctor was like, oh, you need to get this thing. I don't really know what it's called, but it's where you have that bag outside your body and um, you basically like that's your stomach and and you have this like bag they have to carry around for the rest of your life. You guys would know what it is. I'm just too stupid to think of what it's actually called. But he had he literally was told that you need to have surgery and do that and have that for the rest of his life. Like, can you imagine how uncomfortable his life would have been if he had done that? And he just said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to carry a bag for the rest of my life. And he basically was just like, no, I'd rather just sit and have the pain. But then he met this girl and she was vegan and they started, he changed his his, um, diet and his lifestyle and he started eating vegan and he started doing like the FODMAP and all that kind of stuff. And his stomach issues healed naturally. And it was like, he would have had to live with a bag for the rest of his life, which is quite a traumatic way to live your life if he had made that decision back then. And so I'm not saying like go against the medical system, like obviously sometimes they do know a lot more than we do, but I think just it's super important to really think things through and think like, how is my life going to be affected if I make this decision? Um, and that was such a hard time for me. I just remember like that was probably one of the most difficult internal times for me because I just did not know what to do. And everyone was telling me all these crazy things. And I, the only way I really made the decision was when I stopped and listened to my intuition and went with my gut feeling. Um, and that was kind of what led me to where I am right now. So yeah, I think that that is something that I really want to always continue to improve and, and teach other people how to do as well. Once, you know, I kind of get more of a grasp on it, but I think we all know how to do it. It's I th- like I just said to teach you guys, but you guys already know how to do it. Like everyone has this intuition. It's already innately within us. It's more just like how do we trust it and how do we actually listen to it instead of listening to other people. Um, and there's so many techniques that you can do to make that inner voice a bit louder than the external voices that we hear. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the whole meditation thing that's really the purpose of meditation well not really there's one of them but um yeah anyway so that was my life up until now (laughs) um at this current point I'm still studying psychology I love it so so much and for the first time I feel like when I study I'm actually learning something that I find valuable and it's not something that I just want to like quit I actually want to finish and for me, that is really a big thing because like I said, I jump around from a lot of things and it's something I've always kind of, I was just about to say struggled with, but it's not really a struggle. It's just how I am wired. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who are the same, who just jump from one thing to the next, the next, the next. And I don't think that that's a bad quality, but I do think it's something that we can learn to use to our benefit and to really like use it in a powerful and productive way instead of it feeling like we're a failure because we're not ever ever like following through on things. So that's what I'm really working on right now is like how do I use this ability that I jump around from things and how do I kind of hone it in and make it like productive. So yeah. Anyway guys, that is the first episode of the Higher Mind podcast. Um they will be a little bit longer. I'm designing these to be quite long so they'll be around like 40 minutes usually. 
Um, and the reason I do that is just because I want to dive really deep. And this is kind of for people who are deep thinkers. It's not just like a, you know, how you going, let's just sit and talk about gossip kind of podcast. It's more for people who really want to improve their mental health, who want to improve their mindset, who want to be better as a person and learn and grow. It's for those people. So if you're not someone who's interested in that kind of stuff, I mean, you're probably not going to have a good time here. (laughs) You're not going to enjoy it as much. So If you are one of those people, please join the family and welcome. I'm so glad that you guys have found me and that you're here today. Um, Please join the family on the Instagram page. I've got a Higher Mind Podcast Instagram page. You can go and follow me there. You can follow me personally on my page, Celeste.Fory. It's spelled Celeste, C-E-L-E-S-T-E, and then a dot and then F-O-U-R-I-E. So you can go and check me out over there. You can have a little stalky stalk or you can just follow me, whatever you want to do, (laughs) or you can comment. Um, but yeah, if you have found like, obviously not in this episode, but in the following episodes, if you listen to it and you're like, Whoa, that was really cool. I really learned something from that. Um, please subscribe and share this, like take a little screenshot and put it up as your story because you never know. Someone might be in a really low headspace and then they'll listen to one of the things I talk about and they're like, Whoa, this is really cool. This really helped me. Um, and so that would be also really awesome if you did that. And um, yeah, leave a review and let me know what you guys think of this. And if there's anything that I do that annoys you or if there's something that you would like me to dive into a little bit deeper, let me know. Um, I'm a type of person who I don't really get easily offended when it's constructive feedback. Like if you tell me something, you're like, dude, I really don't like the ramble. It's really annoying. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that is something I can improve on. But if it's just like, ew, she's annoying. I hate her. Um, not really constructive. So (laughs) there's not really much I can do about me as a person, but if there is something that you'd like me to improve on, let me know. I'm here for you guys. And I want to help, like I said in the beginning, enhance the human experience by helping you guys understand the human mind. Um, that's basically my little journey, what I'm doing with psychology and meditation and just talking to people and looking out at life and seeing how trees work and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, so that's what you can expect from this page. So welcome guys to the first episode. I hope you guys are doing well in the whole quarantine time right now. Hope that everyone is feeling okay. Um, again, if you need to talk to someone, reach out to me or reach out to a friend or call someone. I think right now it's super important to have not just people in your life, but like things like this, like have podcasts and productive things that are going to help make me, make you feel better and, um, yeah, progressive, because that's usually what we're doing when we're working, you know, we're, we're progressing and we're using our mind. So to sit around the house and not do that uh, for a really long time can actually be detrimental. So yeah, by all means, chill out, watch some Netflix, but every now and then pick up something like a book or a skill or something just to keep your mind active, um, because that is one way to really avoid going down that big black hole of like, that depressive, apathetic slump, which I have been in many a times. So yeah, this whole quarantine I'm kind of used to because I've been through it a few times where I've like self-quarantined myself just because I just didn't know what to do with my life. So yeah, I've been through this before, but for some of you who haven't, it can be a very daunting and scary place to be by yourself for such a long time. So yeah, like I said, reach out, fill your mind with things, listen to music, read books, 
Um, and if you want to take some time to meditate, do that. But just try to kind of keep your day occupied with a few different things. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Everyone's different though, but that's just what I found has worked for me. So yeah, I'm going to wrap this up because we have been here for a while. <laughs> but I'm very grateful that you guys are here. I'm very grateful that you're listening. I'm so, so happy to start this journey finally and make it live. So welcome and thank you for being here. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. The next episode will be a little bit more exciting than this one. So I look forward to it. So I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.